Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm Sarah Chilcott. And well, hi there, little darlings. My name is James McMillan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm going to drink to that. It's water. Bless your hearts. Ooh, I'm just a Georgia Pate. <laughs> That's may... what I was waiting for. <laughs> Darling. I heard that bless your, bless your heart means fuck you. Basically. Yeah. That's what yeah. that means. Dude, I have a movie pick later and I'll save it. But oh. that remind me of my pick. I know what you it know is what now. I'm now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, dude. but I have one too. Yeah. It'd be very surprising if it's the same one. It's not. Okay. Guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. Well, how's everyone doing? Go, Sarah. I'm doing great. Good. I have today off, and I went berry picking with the sisters and yeah. the nieces and one of the nephews. The gaggle of hens. Yes, it was great. I ate my weight in Marion berries. Oh, love Marion berries. So we did berry picking. It's my favorite berry. And peach picking and plum picking. How are the plums? Plums are great. Yeah. Yeah. I got a... Um, Welcome back to Fruit Talk. Yeah, Fruit Talk. <laughs> Welcome back to Fruit Talk. Plums are weird for me. It's got to be a good plum for me to approve of that plum. Pretty much any plum I get in the store is mealy uh, or dry or yeah, just eh, no flavor. But How do you feel about cantaloupe? Nope. Me too. Mm-mm. She's been getting... What's it called? Like golden honeydew. I don't like honeydew either. Now, golden honeydew, I kind of like... I'll eat any fruit. Like, it's not that I think it's disgusting or anything, but cantaloupe and honeydew for me are just like on the bottom rung. Is that the one we've been getting? Is mm-hmm. honeydew? Yeah, uh-huh. orange honeydew or golden honeydew, something like that. It's apparently It's I like basically that. like the last one that we just had. Welcome back to Fruit Talk, everyone. Yeah, welcome back to Fruit Talk. We're talking melons today. Talking melons today. <laughs> <laughs> um, it looks like a cantaloupe on the outside and on the inside. It's like the color of a cantaloupe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it tastes like honeydew. Right. And it has the texture of a watermelon. Okay, that's bizarre. Yeah. That's weird. It is very weird, like, looking at it yeah. and then putting it in your mouth and tasting one thing and having a crunch that's like a watermelon crunch and not like a soft. Yeah, that's weird. But, but I don't it's like... good. I don't think that honeydew and cantaloupe taste different from each other. What? Really. I don't... It's pretty similar. I think if I had my eyes closed, I would not be able to tell you which one I was eating. The only way I know is I get pissed when I eat cantaloupe, and I don't get as angry when I have honeydew. (laughs) That's a good way to go. You know, my friend Heidi is allergic to cantaloupe, but she loves it so much she eats it anyway, and she just plans for it, so she eats a lot of it. (laughs) My friend Tom had some weird allergic reaction to avocado. I used to, too. But it's like his favorite food ever, Mm -hmm. so he would just eat it. It makes his mouth numb. Yeah, it would make my throat feel like it was closing up. Yeah, that's what like, he said too. Well, minor you had a problem with that a lot growing up. Yeah, this with weird a lot of choking things. thing. Yeah, I still do, but now do I know it's acid reflux. Uh, 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 yeah, it's uh, super uh, cool. Well, we've been in the thick with our cat Dexter again. A little cat talk for you. Mm-hmm. Homeboy got a nasty infection. It's a whole thing. It's a tooth abscess. It's been fun. Um, being it's that been he's hospitalized. A diabetic, yeah, it affected him pretty hard. Woke up Monday morning with him limpless on the floor. We thought he was dying in front of our eyes, so that was a pretty cool way to wake up. Yeah. Um, pets, you know, they'll eventually break our hearts. That's what they do. In you the meantime, them. they're just gonna give me reflux. <laughs> yeah, True right. story. Uh, hug your pets. Hug your family members, for that matter. You know, this is not 
promised. None of it is, which is so crazy. But man, that's like what makes it special, dude. <laughs> it's like we're not here forever and it's fragile, man. Good can't happen without the bad. Dude. <laughs> dude. Get it? I hear something. <laughs> this just in it's 78 and partly cloudy at not disneyland and it's 86 and sunny at disneyland Woo! today we are celebrating a visionary of pop culture an individual that created their own world and their idealized vision in the form of a theme park mm. and invited all of us to join them with our families year after year we all love this icon their history is the stuff of legends, as ingrained in American life as apple pie. Oh. And personally, I think this cultural icon makes Betty White look like Yosef Mengele. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair statement. You might think we're talking about Walt Disney, but we're talking about Dolly Parton. Oh, <gasps> yes! Hi, y'all! Hi, y'all! I thought you were going to... I thought this was going to be Michael Jackson, and I was really <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> next time especially when betty white came in yeah. <laughs> like i don't know where this is going uh, <laughs> oh dolly dolly pardon here i got big old <laughs> wow dude have you seen the interview with her and baba walter baba yes. walter yes. baba wawa from like the 80s yes dude 86 most, i believe we should play no, clips of that 84. it's the most condescending interview yeah. maybe of all time mm-hmm. she handles herself really well dude she's we gotta a play boss this. it's so good she's like like um have you always been big stature or something like that like have you had yeah. and she's like oh darling are you referring to you know my my brain <laughs> it's yeah. so weird she's like you know, you don't have to wear that blonde hair and do all that makeup. You're very pretty without it. She's like, I know, honey. You're like, it's <laughs> yeah. so weird. She's yeah. so shitty to her. Dolly Parton is, she truly is an icon. Oh, totally. She is an amazing person. Yeah, she. Yeah, you'll get into it, Ash, but like her music career and growing up, because she started pretty young in a super competitive male-dominated, mm-hmm. not just industry, but a male-dominated genre. Right. In the South. Have you guys listened to the Dolly's, Dolly Parton's America podcast? Mm-hmm. Um, no. Incredible. It's is great. It something she does on a, like, is a one-time thing or she does it all the time? No, it's just, it's a podcast done by someone else. Oh, about, about Dolly. Dolly Parton. Oh, no. It's so good. Great. Love it. Well, we're talking Dolly. We're actually specifically talking about Dolly Wood. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Duh. Most folks probably don't realize that Dollywood isn't the first iteration of the southern-themed park at the site in Pigeon Ford. The first one was called Rebel Railroad, and it opened in 1961, centered around a coal-fired steam engine named Klondike Katie. What? Oh, that's so cute. That sounds great. It also had a general store, a blacksmith shop, and a saloon. So it's basically Frontierland. Yeah. Cool. The Rebel Railroad original train engine, 192, still lives at Dollywood today. Cute. So then, in 1970, Rebel Railroad was purchased by Cleveland Brown's owner, Art Modell, and transformed into Gold Rush Junction, focusing on a Wild West theme. Over the next several years, an outdoor theater was added, as well as a log flume ride, and the Robert F. Thomas Church, which is still a mainstay at the current Dollywood. 
A church? A church. Huh. I love it. More on that. I'm so into it. Yeah. The chapel, or church, I don't know why they keep going back and forth between the two of them. Mm -hmm. It was named for a well-known local doctor and preacher who just so happens to be the very man who helped deliver Dolly into this world. Wow. Wow. We'll cut back to that guy, though. The Hershend family bought the attraction in 1977 and changed the name to Silver Dollar City (laughs) (laughs) as a sister park to the original Silver Dollar City Park that they owned and operated in Branson, Missouri. Ah. Which I've been to. I like I like that you pronounce it Missouri. Missouri. Yes. Yeah. The Hershens added more than a million dollars in improvements, making mountain crafts a focal point of their operation. In subsequent years, more rides and music stages were added to the mix. One of the attractions they added during this time was the Silver Dollar City Grist Mill. <laughs> really? Oh, man. Old-timey Southern things just make me laugh. So what the hell is grist? Yeah. A grist mill grinds cereal grain into flour and midlands. The term can refer to either the grinding mechanism or the building that holds it. Grist is grain that has been separated from its chaff in preparation for grinding. Okay, now I have two additional words I need definition on. Chaff, I know, is like the outer, it's almost like the husk. What's the the other? I already forgot the other word I didn't know. Grist? No. Start with an M. Medlin. 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 Middlings. Middlings. The hell's that? Probably the middle stuff. Oh, that sounds right. Oh, like Midlands. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to go with that. (laughs) No, it's uh, bulk goods of medium grade, especially flour of medium fineness. Okay. Okay. There you go. Cool. It's flour talk. Flour talk. Welcome back to flour talk. I love that I actually spent some time really preparing your questions about grist you and a grist mill. Because you knew you were going to say, know. what is yeah. grist? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. The grist mill was completed in 1983, and it was the first working grist mill built in Tennessee in more than 100 years. I'll have you know. Damn. Damn. If you've tried Dollywood cinnamon bread, I bet you're glad the Hershens made this addition. <laughs> Under the 10-year solo ownership of Jack and Pete Hershen, the park grew substantially. Then, as the legend goes, in a 1982 interview with Barbara Walters, Ah, Dolly indicated that she wanted to open a theme park of her own in her hometown. Well, the Hershen brothers were listening, and not wanting to compete with that local legend, they quickly reached out to the beloved country singer and suggested partnership. Okay. Dolly agreed, and a park makeover and name change began the first chapter in Dollywood's history. Smart guys. Yep. Yeah. Don't fight that. Yeah. Right. On May 3rd, 1986, Dollywood officially opened and would welcome 1.3 million people in its first season as Dollywood, basically doubling the number of visitors from the year before. Now, it's no secret that Dollywood's success is due to Dolly herself. Her genuine charm and love for people have made Dollywood a special place to visit. Each year, the park continues to grow and is currently the top tourist attraction in Tennessee. No shit. We are going there next summer. Ah, I want to go. Yeah. If you've been, you know that there's no wonder why visitors from across the country and around the world flock to Dollywood to, quote, create memories worth repeating. Now, Miss Ashley, I'm sure you're about to get into these facts here. But how big would you say Dollywood is, 
Roughly speaking. It's not as big as Disneyland? the Disney parks. Would you say it's about like a couple of the lands from Disneyland? I don't have More the answer to this question. I'm going to go ahead really and tell. say it's probably the size of Disneyland. Disneyland proper now. Proper. Not DC. I'm included. making this up on the spot. Beautiful. That sounds about right That's now. That's how we do. Okay. Nowadays, over 2.5 million people visit the theme park each year. So Damn. What are people doing at Dollywood? What aren't they doing? <laughs> <laughs> what aren't they doing? <laughs> and do you get a guarantee that you're going to see Miss Parton no. when you no. get there? Why would you? Because that's part of the ticket. There. <laughs> hi y'all. Hi y'all. Hi y'all. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. I wonder if they have Dolly Parton like characters oh, walking God. around. Her from all of her movies. They're just a set of tits walking around. <laughs> just hi y'all. Big blonde hair. Yeah. Loud outfits. Oh, she's the best. Handing out books to kids. Yep. Dude, she's the best. I know. I'm telling you. Dollywood at Christmas. I bet it's real special. Oh yeah. I've seen some videos. I've seen some videos. Um, so here are some of the must-see spots inside the park that okay. pay special homage to Parton and their local history. There is Dolly Parton's cabin, which <laughs> is a replica of her childhood home. No, really? Lovingly constructed by Parton's brother, Bobby, and giving visitors a glimpse into what life was like for Parton and her 10 brothers and sisters. Although I read somewhere else that there were 12 total, so maybe they lost one of them. Hmm. Anyways, they had a boatload of children, and they grew up in East Tennessee. The interior of the cabin was recreated by Parton's mother, Avie Lee, and includes some of the family's actual treasures. Cute. James, I have a quote for you to read. Do if you, you want if you want to try to read yeah, a dolly? I, I would love to. These mountains in my childhood home have a special place in my heart. These inspire my music and my life. I hope being here does the same for you. <laughs> Thank you, Dolly. <laughs> Not a problem, darling. <laughs> there is also the Chasing Rainbows Museum. Uh, which hosts memorabilia from Parton's life and career. That oh includes clothes. Oh, I want to do that. With lots and lots of fabulous sequins, obviously. Um, awards, notes, and keepsakes. Yeah. Perhaps the biggest draw inside the museum is the recreation of Parton's real, quote, coat of many colors. What? The patchwork coat that became the subject of the classic song. Parton's mother recreated the coat from memory. Serving is yet another example of how Parton's family and childhood is showcased throughout the park. I'm looking it up. Whoa! That delicious yep. thing? Dude. Dude, she's so cool. She if you're wondering so cool. what it looks like, it looks like a coat of many colors. That's exactly what <laughs> yeah. you think it is. Hey, um, FYI, Disneyland is about 100 acres I think it said 100 acres. Mm -hmm. Now, I've already forgotten what I'm talking about. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, Wait. Welcome to a Magnolian brain. Do this. Yes. Uh, Disneyland Park consists of nine themed lands and a number of concealed backstage areas that occupies over 100 acres. Okay. And Dollywood is 160 acres. Well, shoot. Almost like not one and a half. One One and a half Disneyland's. However, well, that chicken don't run. <laughs> make up an expression. <laughs> <laughs> also, they have fifty rides. Yeah, they're probably they're not all great though. I don't think. Well, Dolly, no. pa- Dolly Wood. Nine roller coasters and two water rides. Yeah, apparently. really. Yeah. Oh wow. It's a legitimate park. 
I always think of it like little me too old west town yeah <laughs> just like like a roller coaster not even a roller coaster yeah like a roadside attraction yeah it's, no, it's much a, it's a much big deal bigger than that. <laughs> that's a thing yeah and in that region it, it's like a like a summer vacation hotspot. yeah mm-hmm. i would go cool then there is the Robert F. Thomas Chapel we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. It is a quaint one-room church located in the Craftsman's Valley section of Dollywood. <sighs> it features wooden pews and hardwood floors and, of course, named after the doctor who delivered Dolly. That's so funny. Thomas was a minister and a family physician who brought quality medical, medical care to the residents of Sevier County, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I'm ruining any of these words. Um, But deal with it. But deal with it. (laughs) Uh, Making house calls to families throughout that region. Supposedly, after delivering Parton, Thomas was paid with... What do you think he was paid with? Grist? (laughs) Or middlings. Middlings. (laughs) He was probably paid in lard of some kind. Lard? For for cooking. Chickens? Yeah, maybe he's paid in a, a gaggle of chickens. Oh, maybe... It was a song. <laughs> oh, I bet you was paid in a song. You're right from Dolly. Well, she wrote him a song. Robert F. Thomas was paid with a sack of cornmeal. Oh, oh my God, that makes isn't that me cute? So, so happy. kind of grist. Kind of grist. <laughs> oh. Parton admired the man so much. She wrote on. a song about him. You're saying Parton? Is it Parton? Parton. I've always said Dolly. Parton. Parton. How do I say Dolly Parton? No, you're right. Parton. Parton. <laughs> yeah. Pardon isn't right. And nope. It's not Parton. It's Parton. <laughs> Parton. Okay, continue on. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> James just had a mini stroke. <laughs> yeah. It sounded really weird how you're saying it, Parton. but that is definitely right. <laughs> it's just like any word if you hear it or Parton. say it too many times. <laughs> Parton. Huh. So, park guests can actually partake in a non-denominational Sunday morning service at 11.30 each week. You're kidding me. Isn't that cute? At an amusement park. Yeah. Can you get married there? I don't know. That would be so cute. Oh, that would be the best place I ever... Now, there's also the Dollywood Express. The park's iconic locomotive ride akin to the Disneyland Railroad. It's even about the same length of time, about 20 minutes. Mm. However, this particular train has an interesting backstory. It was part of the United States Army Transportation Corps S-118 class steam locomotives. No way. And supported America's World War II efforts by transporting essential supplies on the White Pass and Yukon Route Railroad. Well, well hot damn. Well, don't that beat all. <laughs> choo-choo. Hot diggity dog. <laughs> Speaking of choo-choo, James... Uh. And I have been playing Mexican Train lately, the oh, Domino's game. I love game. Yeah, that game. And I've been dominating at it. And what do you say when you're putting the train on and taking the train off? Um, when I'm taking it off, I say, choo-choo, get off my train, Jesse James and your stinky outlaw boys. Something, something like <laughs> something that. Something along those lines. It's, it always starts with... Choo-choo, get off my get off train, my crane, Jesse, Jesse James. James. <laughs> and then if I have to put my train up, it's all aboard. Go ahead and board my train, boys. <laughs> Including you, Jesse James. <laughs> it's gotten really vulgar. So you've been practicing this accent. <laughs> We've been together so long that 
I'm just saying that she doesn't even register it. No, I know. Choo choo, get on board, yes, James. She's like, yeah, yeah. Lauren, my oldest, and I were talking today about the stuff you guys text me. How both of you do it, but Ash does it more. <laughs> She'll just text me something James said, just yeah, just in quotes, yeah, and then you respond something like to confirm. Well, like, I, yeah. I was saying that because this. Yeah, but yeah. my favorite is just the. Just quotes, yeah. no explanation. Yeah, it's usually Ashley saying something horrifically disgusting. disgusting. Yeah, hmm. See. I have one in mind. Yeah, you oh do. yeah, I'll say it, and then you can decide if you want to keep it on the show. Okay, okay. It was yelling from the bathroom. I just peed, and it smells like the elephant enclosure at the zoo. <laughs> so it stays in. <laughs> It made it. It remains. You're welcome, audience. <laughs> I was just going to make a, an elephant sound and decided I don't know how to do that. No. <laughs> that was James. Real close. With my arm out like a trunk on an audio-based show. Hit it, Ash. <laughs> Next up, we've got Aunt Granny's. What? Aunt Granny's features a menu filled with good old-fashioned home cooking. In classic American tradition, it was originally an all-you-can-eat buf- uh, buffet. But mm. since COVID, they have switched over to family-style dining. And if that saddens you, don't worry. Yelp has reassured me that you're still getting an impossible and ungodly amount of down-home <laughs> cooking. <laughs> An upsetting amount of food. Impossible. <laughs> oh, I can't even imagine what they're serving there. Down home cooking. Down home cooking. Lots of meat. Lots lot of cheese. Of, yeah. Lot of grease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gravy on everything. Oh yeah. The name of the restaurant comes from a nickname that Parton's nieces and nephews gave her. The country legend doesn't have children of her own, so she's said that she's always loved her siblings' kids as if they are her own. So she's Aunt Granny. Oh, that is so Cute. sweet. So sweet. Then, of course, there's the grist mill. Okay. <laughs> I just can't handle some of these southern... With all that chaff yeah. and middlings. The grist mill. The grist mill remains loyal to milling practices utilized over a hundred years ago and continues to grind its own wheat and corn through its massive water wheel. <laughs> of course it does. Well, this just makes me laugh. And it is the place to go and get yourself some of their world-famous cinnamon bread. I would oh, I love to throw to down on that for. right now. Dude. And get... it is shockingly a vegan. What? Which, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I just assumed that they'd be just injecting butter into it. Absolutely. Those liberals are just getting into everything now, aren't they? <laughs> They're infecting this whole country. <laughs> You can hear a patron saying that. Oh, for sure. Which bread is mostly always vegan, isn't it? Yeah, typically. If you're a liberal. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the Spotlight Bakery has a from scratch 25 pound apple pie. Oh my God. Baked to perfection in a cast iron skillet to ensure that you get a flaky, buttery crust. Yo, you know how I feel about a good old pie. I do. One individual slice weighs three pounds and can easily feed four hungry adults. Okay, there we go. That's that's how you do it, right? Yeah. How many calories are in that, you wonder? Oh my God. 4,000? Oh, yeah, God, no. Probably more than that. I'm guessing, like, I don't know, if it's 25 pounds. No, I'm talking just one slice. Oh, okay. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Because if it feeds four hungry adults, yeah. it Let's weighs say, I'm gonna say three five. pounds. I'm going to say it's 5,000 for that one slice. Yeah, yeah that'd be like my that. guess, too. So much. It's insane. <laughs> um, and if you want a memento, other than your newfound diabetes, <laughs> you can purchase a special Dollywood cast iron skillet to use at home. Cute! Very cute. Cast mask makers, such a sinful life. Mentos. The, the fresh, fresh maker. maker. You did that because I said memento? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> she got it. Get Tracking. Tracking. And there's more Appalachian-themed activities. Woo-hoo. There's the lightning rod, a steel roller coaster themed like hot rod cars from the 50s. Cute! Oh, my God. There's the Smoky Mountain String Band. What? Yep. And leather workers and wood carvers. No. Perfect. Oh, that makes me so happy. Get some chaps. Yeah. Some Dollywood fun <laughs> facts for you guys. Hit it. Dolly suffers from terrible motion sickness and is terrified of the park's nine roller coasters. <laughs> really? Her queasiness was so bad that she won't even get, uh, she would even get sick riding the school bus as a young girl. Mm. On Dollywood's opening day in May of 1986, traffic to the park reached a standstill. When hordes of hungry Dolly fans were backed up for six miles down US 441. Whoa. Wow. Here's a less fun fact for me. Uh, Dollywood is a family-friendly theme park with wholesome values, therefore is as dry as Disneyland itself. And without the uh, California adventure next door to go get your drink on real Mm -hmm. quick. See, that's how Disneyland figured it out. Yep. They knew that this... This very wholesome, hopeful vision of America that Walt Disney had, where he didn't want any alcohol in the parks, and it makes sense. You get it. You're like, you don't want, you don't want to turn into that. But the company, as they took over and Walt Disney passed away, they knew they knew how to get around that because technically, that is still the policy. They don't serve alcohol at Disneyland, except in except Star in Wars. Batu. But that's what I'm saying is they figure out how to make it. Like a technicality. Mm -hmm. So you can't just walk up to a Main Street restaurant and order a beer. Yeah. You have to like reserve time and the Batu thing. And they they make it like. They have a two drink max. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if if you want to get shithouse drunk, you got to go to DCA. And even then, I hear they're really like, they'll cut you off very quickly. Well, and it's also just like, what do you want to spend $100 to get drunk? Or do you want to just not? Or you just not. Yeah, because yeah, you would have to spend something like that, I would imagine. For me, yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and it's like, yeah, it's like you know the casinos that give you free drinks. Yeah, but they're like so watered down. Right, it's just sugar. Yeah, I don't think those margaritas at DCA would do anything. No, I mean you'd have to drink so much. You can't taste anything in them. Yeah, you're probably it's more high slushy. in the sugar. It's a slushy. Dollywood is home to over a dozen bald eagles wow. and over 60 other species of birds. Nestled in the rocky hillside of the Smoky Mountains, you'll find a 400,000 cubic sanctuary for these avian creatures. Sorry. My imagination. They have garbage for imagination. I was just thinking of one of these eagles dressed as Dolly Parton <laughs> <laughs> with like a blonde wig and a really cute little dress. Hi, y'all. <laughs> little guitar. A little guitar. Oh, Guitar. Dolly Parton eagle. Um, so the the logo, the symbol for Dollywood has a big old butterfly on it. Mm-hmm. That's darling. And I found some quotes for you to read of why butterflies are so special to Miss we'll Parton. Let's hear it. 
Let's hear Dolly read them. <laughs> oh, welcome, Dolly. Butterflies are colorful and bright and gentle, Parton says, as quoted by Highway Queens. They go about their business and bring others pleasure while doing it. Because seeing one flying about makes people happy. Butterflies are my symbol. As a child, I used to get lost chasing them and got my butt whipped for wandering too far off. So we have butterflies everywhere. We have some of my sayings, dollyisms, in different places. There's a whole layout of my album covers. It's in good taste. There's a fine line between taste and gaudy. <laughs> And she's crossed it <laughs> so but I many love times. It. Oh my god, <laughs> she's so amazing. How old is she now? She's my dad's age, I think. So seventy something ish. Yeah. Yeah, mid seventies. Wow. So a few more Dolly fun facts. Dollyisms. Dollyisms. She has more than three hundred wigs, wow. so that she never has to worry about having a bad hair day. Yeah. Why would you? <laughs> I've heard a lot of like drag queen culture that she's like the original drag mm -hmm. in many ways. Uh -huh. Like she, she that's, just that's gonna come up. Oh really? Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, can't wait. Yeah. Okay, cool. Her iconic hit song Jolene was inspired oh. by a flirtatious redhead bank teller. Okay. She laughs when she talks about how the teller would flirt with her husband Carl Thomas Dean. Speaking of Carl, he and Dolly have been married for over fifty years. The pair loves to recount the story of how they met outside the wishy-washy laundromat on the oh. first day that Dolly was living in Nashville, Tennessee to pursue her dream. It's like if you asked me to describe where Dolly Parton met the love of her life. The wishy-washy laundromat. I would just say some nonsense like that. The wishy-washy. The wishy-washy laundromat. <laughs> uh, she wakes up at nearly... 3 a.m. nearly every day. Ah. Starting her day with quiet time, answering See, that emails, makes sense, meditates, makes phone calls, and immerses herself in her spiritual side. Of course, Dolly and Parton. And goes to sleep at 6 p.m. That's right. Yeah. She likes the sunshine, y'all. The nighttime is not for her. She's a butterfly. She's a butterfly. The nighttime is not the right time. That's not the right time for Dolly. Um, the world's first cloned animal, the sheep, was named after her in 1996. Dolly. I didn't know that it was named after her. Mm -hmm. That's funny. That's Dolly. the first cloned sheep? Yeah. Is first named cloned Dolly? animal wow. was a sheep named Dolly. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Uh, when Dolly Parton was a child, her family was so poor that their home did not have running water or electricity. Wow. Instead, Dolly and her siblings would capture fireflies and put them in mason jars to light their rooms at night. What? How quaint. That sounds like Pirates of the Caribbean right there. Right. Yes, it does. Dolly once famously lost a Dolly Parton lookalike contest. <laughs> when she entered, she made her hair and makeup a bit over the top. And because of this, she ended up losing the contest to a drag queen who reportedly made a better Dolly than Dolly. That's oh, amazing. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> After hearing I Will Always Love You for the first time, Elvis Presley wanted to record it. Mm -hmm. When his manager and Dolly were in talks about it, he mentioned that they would take half of the publishing rights to the song if the deal was made, which was a deal breaker for Dolly because this is her legacy and the inheritance that she'd be leaving for her family. She says, I was desperate for Elvis to sing my song. It broke my heart, but I had to turn him down. Wait, Elvis asked for half of the publishing? To sing I Will Always Love You. Her song? Yes. That's remarkable. Yes. So <gasps> good job, Dolly. 
Wow. Well, I bet that had nothing to do with Elvis. If you saw that movie and know anything about his manager, that was probably yeah. him. Yeah. Right. What was it? What was it? The Colonel? Oh, yeah. If your manager goes by the Colonel. You know he's a You douche. know something's wrong. <laughs> when being interviewed, Dolly mentioned that she had to pull over on the side of the road when she first heard Whitney Houston's version of mm. I Will Always Love You. She was amazed at how well the musician performed her song. Dolly had originally written the song for Porter Wagoner in 1973. <laughs> These names. Porter Wagoner. Who was her manager, Wishy-washy. right? Was it? I think so. Yeah, there is some story about that. You're saying that's who he was to her? Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. just go with it. It yeah. wasn't a love thing, although there was like rumors that they were kind of together, but hmm. I think it was more that she wanted to go out on her own, and that was kind of how she right, said goodbye right, to him. Right, right, okay. Right, right. Porter. Porter. Porter Wagner. <laughs> Uh, the Dollywood Foundation, which started in 1988, has the Dolly Parton Scholarship that is given to high school students each year to help them attend and pay for college. Mm. And, like Sarah mentioned earlier, she has she's basically a librarian and sends books to children. That's mm-hmm. amazing. It's like a whole second job. By the way, to go back and just give you some context on the Elvis at asking for 50% pub, just... Like, it can be complicated for back-end agreements and and things of that nature. But by default, if someone covers a song, then, like, if you look it up on Spotify, a band covers a song, say, from Elvis. Well, that original artist gets the publishing money from that. Mm. So the only thing you can make off is mechanical sales, like the sale sale of the song. Mm -hmm. But the publishing will always still go to the original artist okay so for you know for someone to like whitney houston for example that's probably the biggest song she's ever had but just old dolly makes more money yeah old dolly's the one that's making right hand over fist now she makes it two times right which is so cool yeah no kidding same with all those christmas songs michael Mm -hmm. buble covering whatever song yeah he's don't feel bad for him he's doing great yes but that songwriting money Still goes to the original entity. Okay. So it is in your best interest if you're a songwriter to write your own music. Exactly. That's right. And hopefully someone else uses that. Right. Yeah. But when you cover a song, you still make money, but you make less than you would if your song did well. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So that's why it is pretty crazy and obnoxious. So for Dolly Parton to say no to that is rad. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't need yeah. you, Mr. Elvis. Especially back in the 70s. Right. She's she wasn't like, the Dolly Parton we know today. Yeah. That was so cool. Dang. Yeah. Well, my sources were Condé Nast Traveler, WideOpenCountry.com, Tripster, SmokyMountains.com, Pigeon Forge Chamber of Commerce, <laughs> and Dollywood Insider's website. Oh, my God. Fabulous. And I have been listening to Dolly music nonstop for a wait. week now. Now, what's some of your favorite Dolly Parton songs? Jolene and I Will Always Love You. Absolutely. And Hard Candy Christmas. Yeah. That's mine. Mm -hmm. That's mine. All three of those. Jolene, I think everyone likes that. Uh, How how y'all feel about working nine to five? No. But a way to make a living. However, it's pretty funny because that song went viral on TikTok. And. Did it? Yes. Oh. Because Kate knows every single word to nine to five. Yay. Wow. Yeah. I was like, How? how? The hell 
do you know this song? She's like, Weird. Uh, it's from TikTok. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, TikTok is so weird. You know, um, I never remember his name, actually. The the comedian, Ju- something Thoreau. Justin? Not Justin Thoreau. David. David Thoreau. The, the guy that did, like, the Scientology documentary. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's, like, a, a tall, lanky comedian guy from New Zealand. And he, in an in- interview, was asked about some fake rap song that he wrote. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Can you? do you remember that? And he's like... I like the way you jiggle, jiggle for sure. And you make have you heard that on yeah, yeah. the internet? Uh-huh. Well, that's just an interview clip of him saying it. No way. That audio became what's that like super, super yeah trendy, whatever you call it, viral sound clip on TikTok. That's so funny. Isn't that funny? So it wasn't ever even a song. No, it was just an interview clip that someone took and added like a hip hop beat to it. Then that became viral, and then iterations of that. How kept. weird! Now is there's that? a rap rock version of it. I like the way you jiggle, jiggle, Foot like Limp Biscuit, heavy, crazy. Rap. Isn't that funny? <laughs> that is really funny. Yeah, and I, I don't know the rights to that. Like, I would assume he gets paid on that. I would hope so, but, but how, how and why? I don't know. Yeah, the internet's a wild place, man. Man. <laughs> Well, well, that was super cool, Ash. Yeah, that was cool. And I definitely, this is not my media rec, but it's a media rec. The Dolly Parton's podcast. I actually found it on oh, right. the podcast thing on my phone. WNYC Studios and OSM something. It's gone. I don't know. I know this was a Dollywood episode, mm-hmm. but we should probably mention some of our favorite Dolly Parton like movies, maybe. Straight Talk. Straight Talk. Best uh, Little Whorehouse in Texas. That's the one we all grew up with now. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, Straight Talk. Th- those two, I, I I, think you'll be set right now if you watch them. <laughs> well, I'm surprised you didn't say Steel Magnolias. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's so good. Right. That's That might be oh, her might best be the, role. That might be the best, actually. She's not in it nearly enough. She plays the, the, the hairdresser. hairdresser. The very sweet... Yeah. Yeah. She does everyone's hair. She's she's the one doing her hair when Julia Roberts' character has her like diabetic yes. thing and Don't talk about me like I'm Shelby not drink your juice. Shelby, by the way. <laughs> yeah. The most southern name of all time. Josh says that to me all Shelby. the time. What Shelby? Drink your juice, Shelby. <laughs> Shelby. Dude, I love that movie. I got Ash into that movie. Because her favorite version of that movie is like Fried Green Tomatoes and Little Women. Mm-hmm. Like kind of a, a chick flicky cry yeah. kind of movie. But for me, Steel Magnolias is the best one. Yeah. I love that movie. I actually just recently watched it because I hadn't seen it in 10 years. Well, now I need to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are good. Yeah, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Well... It's called the best little whorehouse in Texas. Yeah, I mean it's dated. So it's an aggressive name. It is. Yeah, it's a little dated, but it it's mighty fine. Yeah, and it's it's less it's fun whorehouse. No, it's really and not. More a musical. It is actually a very wholesome. I movie. would not say it's appropriate for kids because not for the, little kids. The no. whole storyline is a lot. Yeah, it's it's it's, um, it's about a, it's about a whorehouse. Yeah, but. She's it's also the, like the sheriff in town and yeah. her in love with each other. Tom, and, Tom, Sell, or no, not Tom, Sell, um, Bert, Bert Reynolds, mustache guy. Yep. Yeah. And she sings that song to him. She yep. sure does. Hard, 
hard can't hard nope. nope she sings that in that song i'll always love you too, i will always oh, love you she, yeah that's right both of them yeah now. that's right it's a double hitter double hitter no i mean all the like the little dancing with the cowboy hats oh, yeah. and stuff and that the like is he the mayor or the what is the guy oh he i think he's the mayor he's disgusting <sighs> disgusting fat ass with a yeah. hat uh-huh i almost asked the dumbest question ever I almost asked you, where is that movie supposed to take place? Arizona. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Texas, Arizona. Uh-huh. Got it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Well, let's uh, move on. Let's land this Dolly Parton ship. What? Nope, we're not landing it. No. We're just uh, let's we're lowering decrease altitude. the speed on our Dolly. steam locomotion. Yes. The what was it? Something, Katie. The clown night, Katie. The clown Katie. Do your best train whistle. I'll go first. Hoot, hoot. Nope. <laughs> nope. You're on your own. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> meet meet. I like meet meet because that'd be really funony, like a real mean Giant. steam. Meet 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 meet. Well, yeah, all aboard. Let's, uh, let's hop on this here Dolly Parton note. Let's get off the Dolly Parton train. We're hopping off. And we're hopping off now. Um, let's recommend some things to these people. Okay. You want to go first, Sarah? Sure. So I never go to movies because I don't like movie theaters, as yeah. you all know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm always cold. I'm always antsy. I want to eat more than I have with me. Sure. This time, I didn't even have anything to eat, so that was a little upsetting, but... We saw Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope. Yeah, dude. Did you we, see it? Yeah, we saw it. I was what? blown away. Okay, so you liked it. I loved oh, thank, it. Oh, thank God. I loved I, it. I, I, I wouldn't know, like, would that be something Sarah? Like, yeah, we loved it, too. It's bizarre. Bonkers. Um, and l- so original, I will right? give nothing away yep. by telling you this. You get alien. Oh, yeah. You get horses. Yep. You get wacky waving inflatable arm tube men arm uh-huh. flailing tube men yeah and you get like behind the scene hollywood yeah like you that... get hollywood yeah you get uh a black owned horse ranch that mm-hmm. their family was the first black jockey is that right something yeah, like, like that great grandparents <laughs> or the first was... jockey period first jockey period was and... a black man who's like their great 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 grandfather right okay and they um, like rent out horses to like um, movie sets yes. and stuff, yeah. You get Old West uh, mm-hmm. Amusement Park. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. You get Glenn from The Walking Dead. Yep. Dude, it's He's so there. good. You get... A the, chimp? You get a chimp. You get a chimp. Yeah, sure do. You get a Still chimp. don't know why that's in it, but I like it. And best of all, you get Home Installation by Fry's Electronics. Yep. That is all in this movie, and... That didn't give anything away. Okay, um, so that's my pick. Yeah, I love it. I want to go next? Yeah. Okay, I am going to pick a movie that we also saw in the theater. The yeah. theater. The theater. Uh, sorry, What's guys. that from? What's happened to the theater? Yeah. Where Especially dan- where dancing, dancing is, is concerned. concerned. I know I know. Chaps. It, but why can't I think of what it is? Uh, it daps. Or oh, oh, yeah. I knew you were to be like do Danny K. <laughs> Danny fucking K. Danny fucking K. <laughs> okay, so uh, new movie that we just saw in the theater from B.J. Novak, Ooh, who plays okay. Ryan from The Office, yeah. wrote and directed and starred in 
Have you seen the trailer to this movie? I have not. I don't think. It's awesome. Really, like, really amazing movie. Right, Ash? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, let me read the thingy thing. A writer from New York City attempts to solve the murder of a girl he hooked up with and travels down south to investigate the circumstances of her death and discover what happened to her. Basically, he's like a really famous podcaster, his character is. Okay. It, kind of like This American Life. Yeah. It's supposed to be basically that. He's and like, like a... Like a sleazeball like new yorker not even a intellectually he's just like a, a like a liberal rich new york city okay. guy and like his best friend is john mayer in, okay. in the movie yeah. so he's like that guy he know it's very name droppy right vapid he dates a lot mm-hmm. he barely remembers who he hooks up he's with. a socialite socialite yeah yeah and so in the middle of the night with some girl that's in his bed he gets a call and this doesn't ruin anything. He gets a call um, saying, your girlfriend, like, are you sitting down? You know, he's like, what? Abby's dead. Who's Abby's dead. He's like, who's that? Who he's like, Abby? your girlfriend. And he's like, thumbing through his phone to look it up. He's like, pretending that he knows her. Anyway, he gets caught up in the guilt trip of going to this middle of nowhere Texas town. <laughs> it's like five hours from the closest town. He's to trying to figure out where to fly to. And he's like, Dallas and... The guy's like, no. Oh, that yeah. And he it, goes, that ain't Texas. It's like, oh, do you know, do you know where do you know where Abilene is? Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, I think I know where Abilene is. Yeah, it's like three hours from there. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, okay. Three hours south of Abilene. It's so it's kind of about Texas. It's and kind New York. of about the left and right. Okay. And New York City, and but it's also about podcasting uh-huh. and the music industry. The music. It's it's about how nothing matters with the internet. Like everything is like. You know, like the abortion ban happened, and, and Trump said this today, and then tomorrow, no one, no one cares. Knows. Yeah, because that's the world we live in now. Right. So it's kind of about that too. And it's, like, it's, it's, it's and it's really funny, like super duper funny. Okay. And like the nature of how, like, we know about all these different things because of you know social media, and we're engaged, but we're also like actively disengaged, right. and mm-hmm. um, like. It kind of, it is a, I don't know, it kind of goes over, like, that, like, listener yeah. subject yeah. divide a yeah, lot. Yeah, the addiction to true crime, mm-hmm. and that he, like, uses the disappearance of this girl to, to like, do a new podcast, and right. he thinks it's going to be, like, an analysis on America, mm-hmm. and the divide of our nation, this and that, and then it becomes analysis just- of Texans, and then, and, like... Yeah. He just keeps okay. changing it and it's really just about him in uh-huh. the end. And it's yeah. it's great. That sounds familiar. And everyone is in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. What? Yeah, if it, I mean, especially if you're into podcasting or you, you are a podcaster, it's it's a must watch. And uh yeah, he he's incredible in it. I love him. He's great. It's like everyone is in it too. It's one of those movies like, oh my god, he's in it? And yeah. That guy, and holy crap. It's uh, highly recommended. Check it out. Yeah. Uh my hero of the week is clearly Dexter. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the no cockroach. surprises there. Yep. Yeah, he is the cockroach from from Wally. Yeah. Hal. Hal. Boing! Bounces right back <laughs> up again. Yeah. A lot of lessons learned there with that little guy. Yeah. It was a really, fighting. really awful, awful week that I just endured. And by the way, Katie Cooper, I am sorry that we have not responded to you. That would be why. That would be why it's been a really bad couple of weeks. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say other than I'm completely emotionally and physically fried. And sure. Yeah. I'm very relieved to have him home and happy and doing well. 
Yeah. And he's so happy. He's yes. so happy. He has yeah. his little glucose monitor on right now, so he looks like a little Iron Man. Yeah, he's Iron Man now. Iron Cat. It's a good reminder. It's like people fight for family in their own kind of way, you know, and it's different for everyone. Whether you have kids and that's your family, or you have pets and that's your family, mm-hmm. or maybe you're someone that doesn't have either and you have friends, right? And maybe your family that you grew up with you're not that close to anymore. Like I have a lot of friends who their friendships are their family, mm-hmm. and they're not they they barely see their parents, and maybe that's sad to you, maybe it's not. I don't know, but that's what is for them. You know, like a lot of people I used to work with the Crystal Ballroom, they would have like Friendsgiving. Yep, Friendsgiving. That was way more important to them than flying back east to visit their parents that they don't really talk to ever. Right. Again, I'm not saying that's great or not great. It's just a good reminder to fight for that version of the family. Yep. And whenever something like this happens, it's like you got to look within. It's like how how far are you willing to go for that? Mm -hmm. And Dexter is very much family for us. Yeah. He's our little dude. He's a little monkey man. He's the best, man. I do love him. So hopefully uh, he keeps pulling through. I don't usually feel that about other people's pets, especially cats, because they don't usually show themselves to you. Yeah. Like when you go to someone else's house, you don't get to know their cat. Right. You get to know their dog. Yeah, yeah. But I still don't feel that way about dogs usually. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's a cool dog. I like, you know, whatever. But we'll remove. Yeah. Dexter is like truly my nephew cat. Yeah. He is. He's a person. Yeah, I told everyone at work, my nephew Cat is in the emergency vet. Yeah. And I kept saying he was 16. He's not. He's almost 15, but yeah. still. And Ashley has big plans for his birthday. Mm-hmm. Quinceanera. Yep. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, his quince. <laughs> yeah. I'm to get him one of those cool little dresses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep him shouting with the loudest Mexican music possible. Yes. <laughs> hire a mariachi band. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that would be super appropriate. I don't think Doris yeah. would ever recover from that. No. <laughs> She's probably hiding now just from you doing that. <laughs> yeah. I, maybe it's a time thing. I'm sure it is. But like Doris and Una, I love. Like I would mm-hmm. stab someone in the face if they try to hurt those cats. But they're not, it's not the same yet. No. It's just by time. Yeah. You know, they haven't earned that. Right. Like Dexter watched me grow up. I was yeah. 24 when we adopted him. Yep. Useless. You met, you knew me then. I did. The complete degenerate. Yeah. yeah. Could barely take care of myself. And somehow Ashley convinced us to adopt another living creature. <laughs> and if it weren't for her, he wouldn't be here today at all. Nope. He wouldn't have made it past four. Probably not. Probably if I were the one in charge of him, mm-hmm. like if I had adopted Dexter and didn't have Ashley in my life. Nope. The first signs of asthma would have been like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and then just like stopped there. I would have just stopped pushing, there. Pushing and like. Yeah, we, I yeah. would have had to euthanize him at five. Uh-huh. Or I would have just left the door open. Whoopsie <laughs> daisy, he got out. Oh my God. Yeah. James is He's a monster. so full of it. Yeah, I am full of it. <laughs> No, I'm not full of the first part. Yeah, I wouldn't no. have known what to do, and I wouldn't have had the tenacity. The gumption. The gumption. So you would have found credit, a new home for him. Ashley, in her 20s, went to specialists and like yeah. cracked the case and figured it out for this little <laughs> I guy. I was like telling doctors <laughs> they were meant what to was be. going on. Yeah. Like, I, I fired a vet. But I fired two vets because I knew more about... See, I don't even know this. About mm-hmm. feline asthma than they did. Yeah. 
And I was like, this is wrong. My favorite thing about Dexter, though, is that you guys put things on ledges so he can't lean. Yeah. He dangles. Yes. So he likes to get himself on high places and then dangle his like front half off the top. Which will make him cough. Which makes him cough because he has asthma because he's yeah. an asthmatic cat. He's like a little cockroach. And uh, so they have like in their bedroom on the on the dresser they have all their shoes on top of the dresser to keep him from getting up there we look like crazy ocd people it's what keeps the goblins away i call these (laughs) weird this is my collection of shoes yeah i've seen him do it once he hopped up on the kitchen counter and dangled yeah he'll dangle man he loves (laughs) to dangle (coughs) i'm like god damn it texter (laughs) we always do the like you know those home tour shows? Yes. We always have a version of that for this right. house. It's <laughs> yep. so insane. Like cribs. Yeah. And here's our dresser where we put all of our shoes on the top <laughs> to keep our asthmatic cat from, from dangling. dangling. Do you know what dangling is? Let me show you. <laughs> Just insane people. Oh, that's oh, good stuff. Yeah. Life is short. Be insane. Yeah. Fight for yours, you know? Well. We did it. Thanks for listening to another episode of Disney Dependent. See, See you, you real soon. soon. Well, don't that beat all. (laughs) (laughs) You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent. And you can send us an email at DisneyDependent at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Producer Ash. The logo is by Ryan Hatch, and you can find him at WR Hatch on Instagram. The music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram. This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at Deanna underscore Chapman. And this has been a Team Dynamite Goat production. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll be back here next week. <laughs>